Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 327 of the Fully Opposable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. We are a wrestling figure podcast, Scott, right? Well, you know, there's kind of a gray area there. For the most part, yes, we are a wrestling figure podcast, but... We also had a, have a lot of love for vintage toys from the 80s, specifically the golden era of toys, if you will. But we mostly talk about wrestling figures. Well, I mean, we also talk He-Man, maybe talking starting lineup in this episode. Uh, Yeah, you think? Tuesday was a great day for you, wasn't it? Tuesday? Yeah. In terms of all of the Tuesdays that I've had in my 48 years on this planet, <laughs> this past Tuesday... Definitely ranks up there, probably in the top three of all of my Tuesdays. So it's right behind Tuesday in Texas. <laughs> of course. Uh, I'm pretty sure DVDs and CDs used to come out on Tuesdays. So I'm pretty sure there was a CD that really got you excited. Yeah. Crazy Nights by Kiss. Yeah, I was I was very excited. But this past Tuesday, we got the official quote unquote announcement that the Mexican pizza is coming back. We all knew it was. What we didn't know, and I guess this would be omission number one from me for last week, it's going to be permanent, Jeff. Yeah, you got blown up on Tuesday about that uh, Mexican pizza stuff. And I loved every post. It was amazing. <laughs> I can't get enough pictures of the Mexican pizza. The day it comes out, I'm probably going to go eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner Mexican pizza. <laughs> and I will be doing a, uh, a taste along, if you will. During Fully Posable, the week it comes back, I will be eating a Mexican pizza during the broadcast or recording. <laughs> this is going to be great. I can't wait for this. It's only fair. I've hyped it up. I cursed Taco Bell's name when they got rid of it. They're bringing it back. It's, a, it's cause for celebration. So I have to eat a Mexican pizza while we're recording. I have to. I have to share this experience with the listeners. You know what? If you have a Mexican pizza, I will have a Mexican pizza with you. Excellent. Excellent. You're not going to split it with anybody. You're, you're going to eat all four pieces and you're going to love it. I'm eating four pizzas? No, four pieces. Because, you know, the Mexican pizza, they cut it into four. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, okay. Yes, yes. you will have all four pieces of the Mexican pizza. Or if you want, Jeff, do like me. I'm going to have four pizzas. <laughs> four pizzas with four pieces. <laughs> you're, you're so excited about this. Dude, I can't wait. And to think of the amount of Baja Blast I'm going to wash it down with. <laughs> get the life paddles ready. Scott might be going into cardiac arrest, but he's going to be a happy camper doing it. <laughs> that was so funny, dude. I was, I was laughing at everybody tagging you a post on Facebook. People were tagging the fully posable account on Twitter. And I'm <laughs> really? like, I'm like, Scott's not on Twitter, but I know that he's jumping for joy right now in his office. I knew it was coming back. Like I said, we, we all kind of knew it. We had seen all the little 
teasers, whatever. I think they had announced it a while ago. The best part was that we didn't know it was going to be permanent. I guess they figured out the whole packaging thing. That's why they got rid of it to begin with. Kind of rethunk the whole thing, and it's back. It's permanent. I hope they bring back the value meal with the large Baja Blast, the two uh, Taco Supremes, or you can do soft Taco Supremes, and the Mexican pizza. I'll be so happy. But that wasn't the only crazy news that came out Tuesday. We will get into that here in the news. And yes, right, get snappy. Let's get to it. Come on. All right. You guys know where to get our shirts at Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. Buy a shirt. Just do it. Wow. You sound like me. Yeah. I'm calling all of you out to buy a shirt, buy a sweatshirt, buy a tank top. It's summer season. Do it. Def- Jason Wolf worked hard on those designs. Go yeah. buy a shirt. And they actually came out really good. I agree. <gasps> You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram, Fully Posable, WFP. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate review on iTunes. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to Fully Posable, WFP, at gmail.com. Scott, have you gotten anything recently? Uh, let's see. I got my retros. Okay. That was exciting. Uh, trying to think what else. Okay, well, let's go into the retros. What'd you think of them? Honestly, I haven't even opened the box yet. I'm almost as bad as you. They're still sitting in the Mattel cardboard box. My man. Well, it's not because I don't want to. I just, I just haven't cracked them open yet. No, 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 no. My man. (laughs) Don't you my man me. I'm going to open the cardboard box at some point because I do want to check them out. I just haven't done it yet. Well, how about this? How about this? I'm seeing you on Saturday. Why don't I bring the cardboard box that I opened on one of them that I got? You can look at them through there and just keep yours sealed. (laughs) What? Why don't you want me to open mine? Why would you open yours? You can just admire the ones that I have and then that's it. Okay, bring them. Okay, I'll do that. I'll consider it. (laughs) Come over, we'll, we'll devour smash burgers and we'll look at retros. Dude, smash burgers, linguisa, bacon. Grilled onions, grilled mushrooms. All up in my tom-toms. Yes, it'll be it'll be a glorious day. There'll be a lot of meat going down the hatch that day. Hell yeah, get that uh, bidet ready. <laughs> well, I don't have one, but I can get the hose out. I'll put the special <laughs> attachment on there. Dude, did I ever tell you the story about the guy that drove behind our dumpster at work? Oh, yes, you did. Okay, and he used the water spout because we caught it on camera. Yes. And he did the duck walk because he had to poop next to our dumper, dumper, du- our dumpster. Next to your dumper, yeah. He took a <laughs> dumper next to your dumper. <laughs> and he walked over to the water spout. <laughs> By the way, I work in the ultimate ghetto area. So, I mean, people are doing donuts out and it's it's horrible. But anyways. A bunch of the, savages in this town. Oh, dude, no joke. But he does the duck walk over to the, because he has his, <laughs> he was a motorcycle guy and he had his chaps down and he does the duck walk. <laughs> and he's just splashing water on his anus and stuff. So. <laughs> oh my God. He's as bad as Tyrone. <laughs> it's Tyrone. Oh my God. Anyways, didn't mean to, to spill the beans on the uh, job site, but. <laughs> Oh, so I do have a funny story. And you know how I always pre-order something and I always make the joke, younger Jeff bought older Jeff something? Yes. Well, that came back to bite me in the ass this past week. Bite you? Why? You didn't have money in the account and it went negative? Or... No, no, no. Nothing like that. So I'm sitting at home on Saturday and I'm editing the podcast Celeste Calls because she was out with her sister. 
And she goes, hey, I'm at Target. I'm at the wrestling figure aisle. Is there anything you need? And I was like, uh, do they have Mark Callis? And she goes, let me check. She goes, yeah, they do. They've got uh, Undertaker. I was like, perfect. Can you grab that one for me? And she goes, anything else? And I was like, do they happen to have Edge? And she goes, uh, let me check. So she checks. And she goes, yeah, they've got Edge. That was all perfect. And I said, no Batista Ultimate, right? And she goes, no. I was like, okay, just those two figures. She goes, okay. I kid you not, dude, 21 minutes later, the post guy is coming up to the door and dropping something off on the porch. Uh Uh-oh. It wasn't like the guy that went on the side of your work building, was it? No, no. (laughs) Okay, good. Something much better than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, is this guy following me or something? Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I'll find out where you live. You'll get more of the same. This guy's the worst. But anyways. Where's your water spout? (laughs) So postman dropped something off on the porch so i went out and opened up the door and there's a target box Uh oh i was like oh no i was all please let it be like a gi joe or something that i pre-ordered <laughs> sure enough i pop it open mark callis and edge <laughs> the two you just had celeste pick up here's the crazy part the figure that was in the box was the variant edge Dude, that you keep hitting gold with target variants. I know, dude. And it's funny, too, because I'm like one of those people who's like, eh, if I get the variant, cool. If I don't, whatever. Yeah, you don't care. So the Undertaker or the Marcalis was actually damaged. Oh. So when Celeste got home, I looked at the box that she grabbed and she grabbed a, like a perfect box. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the Marcalis that came in the box and the edge she picked up back to target and get her money back so there you go okay yeah so it all worked out so but anyways i thought that was kind of funny because i always like to play that joke hey you know younger jeff bought older jeff something new and it backfired on me if if that guy would have been here 21 minutes earlier dude i would have told (laughs) celeste hold off hold off (laughs) oh man that's great but hey you got that edge variant that's pretty cool yeah that is pretty cool so anywho nice um the other thing i got was the cliff burton super seven three and three quarters figure oh excellent yeah because the first batch sold out the ride the lightning one and this is the new one this is the new one the kill em all version that they told us about at the toy show santa clara toy show there's no way they don't make an ultimate now dude those first two have sold so well for them there's no way they don't make a burton ultimate oh. I hope they do. I really hope they... They will. They made Ghost. They made King Diamond. I can almost guarantee they're going to make a Burton. Well, Ghost is huge right now. Right. So them jumping on the Ghost Ultimates makes complete sense. King Diamond, that too does make kind of sense. Cliff Burton, I don't know. But based off of how well the sales have done for the three and three quarters, I could see them going in that route. Yes. Look, if Ren and Stimpy are getting Ultimates... What? Yeah, they just announced them, I think, two or three days ago. Super 7 did. Oh, god damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're ki- they're killing me, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they put that vacuum in your wallet. Oh, my God, dude. Like, they really got me with the Animaniacs. Luckily, I avoided those. Oh, you did? I did. I had Oh, to. I thought that was surefire for you. Dude, I thought I was going to get them. I ended up passing. Wow. But, man, the Ren and Stimpy ones, are they making the electric fence? Uh, you know what? To be honest, I was right out on them, so I didn't look to see what the accessories and stuff were. Okay. I don't. One of them might come with log. I don't know. Oh, dude, I'm all in. <laughs> you know that you know, thing is log. It's better than better than bad. It's good. Well, you know that thing is uh, it's log. It's log. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, it's big. It's heavy. It's wood. Right. 
it's, it's log. log. It's log. It's better than bad. It's good. Yes, exactly. So one of them might come with log or to be a little crazy, Super 7 may just do a log ultimate. I swear we're a wrestling figure podcast. We are at some point. Yeah. I, I think I have to say that at every five minute marker. Yeah. At every interval because we've covered uh, Taco Bell. We've covered Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> we've dropped He-Man, G.I. Joe, and starting lineup by name. <laughs> oh, and you also talked about your uh, your legends that you got. Yes. So yes, technically, yeah. there you go. There's your wrestling figure bit for the opener. Ah, there we go. Covered. We do have some news. We're going to go right into it. Well, first off, before we do the, the, the news I know you're going to get to, we should mention Zombie Sailor, Bad News Brown. That was the announcement. Rendering. I'm ex- I'm, it, yes. I'm excited. Love Bad News Brown. That man, amazing in the ring. Incredible. So good. Should have been a champion at some point in the WWF. Unfortunately, was not. Should have been. But he's getting a figure from Zombie. So, Jeff, on with your news. Okay, he was at WrestleMania. Wait, he was only at three WrestleManias, right? Four, five, and six. Yes. Okay. He wasn't at three, right? No. All right. Yeah, I was just trying to think of how many WrestleManias he was at. Wait, let me think. Yeah, because then Butch was at four, got jobbed out horribly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, Bad News Brown was at three WrestleManias. Okay, but well-deserving of a figure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Long overdue for a figure. I agree with you, and I hope Mattel does an elite of him. September 22nd, 2022, Hasbro showed off. Well, they didn't show off anything. All they did was make an announcement that starting lineups are back. That was one of those, it was a huge question. We literally talked about this last week. Well, that's the funny thing is this past show, we talked about starting lineups and Mexican pizzas and boom, Tuesday, all the news dropped. Yeah, exactly. And it was crazy that we had just talked about starting lineups. It's one of those properties. Why haven't they gone back to it? And yes, we had McFarlane's and Dragon Imports, I think, did some some sports figures. So there have been kind of like love letters to the starting lineup line, but not specific starting lineups, right? Now they're coming back. This begs the question because last week, again, we even talked about starting lineup values. So you've got to think with these coming back, that's obviously going to drum up a ton of interest in the starting lineup brand. Yep. In turn, for the old starting lineups, you've got to think those values are going to start going up. (laughs) That grant fear you got, Scott. I'm telling you, we were kind of joking (laughs) about it last week. Go, baby, go. (laughs) Let's watch it go. So for some reason in my head, I keep thinking that they're going to be making the original size, but more maybe updated a little bit. I think it would have to be. Yes. And then do they go with a six inch line, like highly articulated? Well, that was the beauty of the starting lineup brand, right? You had your, your baseline starting lineup figures. But then they started doing 12-inch, no pun intended here, fully posable ones with cloth Ah. goods. You could move the arms, the legs. They were like 12-inch dolls, essentially. They did the stadium series ones, which were basically statues standing on on top of a replica stadium. Yep. They did the headliner collection, which was the base, the figure, and then a newspaper clipping of an event from their career. So there were a lot of different pieces within the starting lineup brand. I would imagine they're going to tread lightly with this because the values weren't there. 
there were on some. We talked about that last week, but they're not in super high demand to where prices were going through the roof, even through COVID. So you got to think maybe Hasbro treads a little lightly. You don't get a humongous offering like that 1987 launch where they had like 300 names across basketball, baseball, and football. Yeah. But you got to think that they do a sampling of each sport because there's going to be hockey. Because when they wrapped everything up, they were doing Legends figures. They were doing NASCAR. They were doing soccer. I mean, like you name it, starting lineup had a hand in it. So you think they do a sampling from baseball, basketball, football, hockey, the big four. Obviously, your bigger ones like baseball and football and basketball, you're going to get more figures. Hockey, not so much. But they could dip into racing a little bit. I think they tread lightly and then based on interest, i.e. sales, they start to branch out like the original start. Because when starting lineup was in its heyday during the 90s, starting lineup was huge. As we've talked about, there were fights in the aisles, literally. My ex-wife and I were at a Toys R Us in Dublin. They brought out a case of 1995 football. We knew that Montana was in that case. They put the case in front of me. They brought it out for me because I asked for it. I'm going through the box and my ex-wife is standing next to me, kind of going through it with me. We get to Montana. Some dude reaches up over my ex's back, tries to grab the Montana. She elbowed him in the stomach and was like, (laughs) back off, dude. And so I got the Montana, but he was going for it over her shoulder. Like that was almost a fight. Super competitive to get those high priced figures. But in their heyday, those things were gold, super high value, super high demand, especially for the more rare figs or rookie figs. So I'm really curious to see how big this thing gets for them. But based on just the few groups that I joined, interest is very, very high. And I'm really happy that we didn't just sell these things off for pennies on the dollar that we sat on them for as long as we did. Because I've got crates sitting inside the garage right now of potentially some really high-priced figures. So we'll see what happens. I mean, you've got to figure when the new launch comes out, the interest in the old line is going to go up. That means values go up. At least that's what I'm hoping. So fingers crossed, and I'm excited to see what comes out from starting lineup. Don't forget there's three totes over at mom and dad's house that's filled with starting lineups. I think those are basketball ones too. Is there a Jordan in there? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think there's some headliners and basketball figures in there. I have the headliner Will Clark in my uh, San Francisco Giants little closet area over here. Oh, that's awesome. Dude, it was it was funny too because we went to a vintage toy store that was in San Leandro before COVID hit. And he had a bunch of those headliners. He had Emmett Smith. He had um, he had the Nolan Ryan one. Okay. Uh, but anyways, he had the Thurman Thomas one. And I was like, oh man. It, but he was asking way too much for it. You're kidding for the starting lineup headliner for the headliner, dude. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to skip on Thurman, but I want the Will Clark. Cause the Will Clark one was 1799 or something like that. Interesting. Did you go onto eBay just to price them? No, I just picked it up from the dude. It was a vintage gotcha. toy store. You know, it's a vintage toy store. I kind of tend to like to give them my money, you know? Yeah. Let's support those guys. Yeah. The small business. I got you. Exactly. Fortunately, it didn't make it through COVID. So the place sucks. I know the place is closed down now. It was kind of a cool store. I mean, it was, it wasn't bad. A lot of Jack's ruthless aggression figures and stuff in there. Some, some bone crunchers, some earlier elites, but anyways, it's, I was just thinking about those headliners when you mentioned, I was like, yeah, cause I love those newspaper headlines. 
the Thurman Thomas one I loved where he won the MVP. Will Clark, it said willpower. Oh, dude, those were so great. Yeah, I loved the headliners. They were fantastic. Super difficult to find when they first came out. Yes. But then the subsequent series, they were a lot easier to find. But yeah, just we had so much fun collecting starting lineups back in the day. It was a big part of our collection, obviously, in addition to wrestling figures. But I'm really, really excited that this is kind of one of those check boxes now that you can put that check mark in that, okay, it came back. And we're still, there's still a few left on that list. You know, we're still looking at you, Mask. We're still <laughs> looking at you, Crystar. Really taking you back there with Crystar. Mask, that cartoon is rough to watch right now, but. But the toys were so cool. They were, they were, they were so awesome. Yeah, for sure. And you start to go, okay, what is left on that list? Because that list is definitely shrinking. So again, I'm, I'm super excited starting lineups coming back. Who knows what the scale is going to be, but I can't wait to see what that first offering is. You know, what's funny is now I'm starting to think about the headliners that had the newspaper clippings. Right. But you know what else was cool? And I'm going to bring this back to wrestling figures. You remember those superstars uncovered and they had the WWF magazine? Yes. That was a fantastic idea by Jax. And also one of their highly underrated lines that they did too very underrated they had the hardys they had rvd in fact i have the rvd signed i'm looking right at it kurt angle hogan Uh, dude that is one of the most underrated series lines ever i agree i totally agree and i think that's one that mattel should take a look at doing because that was so unique and when those first came out though that first series that was really really hard to find um i think i only got a couple out of that series but the creativity alone got jack's huge points with me And I hope Mattel does something like that. Like, could you imagine the first issue of WWF Magazine, that one with Hogan? Oh, If they did something like that with a vintage Hogan on the front? Well, with no WWF Magazine, they would have to do Legends. Like, that would be cool if they changed the Legends packaging to uh, someone that had a cover. Or you could even do WWE Magazine. Like, it wouldn't have to be the old WWF with, like, Savage and Hogan and Junkyard Dog and those guys. You could do, like, Attitude Era ones. You could do the Raw magazine. Exactly, yes. You could go through the whole gamut there. So, like, hypothetically, like, Edge had a figure, and then they just put the WWE magazine with Edge on it. That'd be great, dude. That would be great. I would love for them to bring that back because that packaging was so unique, and it's not one that we talk about very often, so I'm happy you brought that up. You know, we've talked about all the, like the Retro Fest packaging or the Slim Jim packaging or the classic superstars. We always talk about those, but we don't mention that WWE Magazine one. I'm glad you brought that up. Highly underrated to the fact where I often overlook it, but when I'm, re- when I'm reminded of it, it's like, oh yeah, do that fact. That was awesome. Well, the figures weren't the best in the packaging, but the whole presentation was fantastic. Well, at the end of the day, they were still Jax figures, right? So Jax definitely had their flaws. But a lot of times the packaging could make up for it. You know, there were some stinkers in the classic superstars line, but the packaging, you're like, okay, I forgive you. But yeah, those were, (laughs) those were great. I would love to see Mattel do something like that. Like, especially like you said, with the legends line. Yeah. You know, when you start pulling some of those covers that had like Randy Savage or Miss Elizabeth on the front, you know, or the Hogan cover or the junkyard dog, I think that would be great. Absolutely. But anyways, back to starting lineups. We're excited about these. It was a great day on Tuesday for Scott. Starting lineups and Mexican pizzas. You must have been doing the, taking it back to Ren and Stimpy, the dance of joy. Yes. Oh, dude. Yeah. Tuesday was a great day. That was a great day. Much celebration. 
I think it was Ren and Stimpy that did the Dance of Joy or something like that. The Happy Dance or... Hmm. You're really, really testing my memory on Ren and Stimpy here. <laughs> I, I, love... ha- I haven't watched it since like the 90s. I still like when they sold rubber nipples. <laughs> <laughs> that was Just remember, favorite. Jeff. Don't whiz on the electric fence. <laughs> I'm actually so curious, like, what's the demand for starting lineups? Like, are people really excited for these? Tell us. Let us know. Are you guys excited? I mean, we're excited. You're hitting another nostalgia button, like Scott mentioned earlier. And it was such a unique idea when it came out, right? You're combining, especially when you gear it towards kids, you're combining their love of sports, you know, because a lot of kids were collecting baseball cards. That was during the baseball card boom. A lot of kids are watching sports, collecting baseball cards, probably playing with toys. So here come action figures based on your favorite players from your favorite sport. What a great idea. It was genius. And that property went from 87 until what, 2002, 2003? McFarland took it over in 2000. I want to say he was 01, yeah. And then that pretty much killed the starting lineup brand because we're talking McFarlane and that quality. And then you look at what a starting lineup was versus a McFarlane. There was no comparison. So that's why you have to think they'll retain a lot of that, that nostalgia, that look, maybe that scale, but you've got to think the sculpting, the uniforms, the poses, it's going to jump to that next level, right? Because they have to retain what you loved about starting lineups as a kid. They've got to retain some of that. You put the card with it, the classic uh, starting lineup backing card, but you've got to bring the next level of sculpting to it, right? Bring it into 2022. Give us what we loved in 87, but update it to 2022. And I think that's a winning formula if they can hit that. Actually, I'm wondering what is going to be the price point for these? Because... Obviously, we're not going to get them for three ninety nine like we did in the eighties. So I wonder no, what the price I mean, point is to be. By the time they wrapped it up, I think it was like what ten dollars a figure almost. Uh, it was somewhere around there. Yeah, because they started to do bigger scale. Do you remember when they started to go into a larger scale? I think yes. that's when the price jumped up to around ten ninety nine. Or but that's yeah. that's if you got them at KB Toys. Sometimes you could find them on discount for seven ninety nine or six ninety nine. Yeah, they tried to update them. Right, they changed them. And right. they were trying to to appeal and kind of get out of that stale what was starting lineup. And they wanted to try to freshen up the line. Didn't really work. But yeah, I think they were around 10 or $11 by the time they wrapped up after that new design. But you've got to figure 15 bucks, $15 a figure. But I, at that price point, you can't do, like you mentioned, Jeff, the three, the three $4 starting lineup from 87. You release like 300 of them. <laughs> okay, you can you can build your favorite team, but at 15 bucks a pop, if you've got five, six guys from a team, well, you're talking a bill there. Right. That's a little excessive. You know, I, there's a lot of team fanatics, and I get that because I'd probably buy all the Yankees. But I'm guessing about 15 bucks, but I don't think the volume is going to be there from the launch. See, guys, see what Kenner was doing? They were trying to go out of that scale. That's what we need to do and get out of the six to six and a half inch dilemma that we're in. I don't think they're going to be a six inch scale. Oh, I wonder if there's even going to be any posability to them. I'm referencing wrestling figures. We're in a six inch dilemma right now. (laughs) Well, I think you'll be pleased because I really doubt the starting lineups are going to be in the six inch scale. I think they're going to retain that, 
what was it like three or four inch scale? Uh, we'll see. They might go with like a five inch scale, which I'm okay with. Maybe, but you got to wonder about posability. Are these, are they going to be statues? No, I don't think they're going to be statues. Honestly, depending on how well they do, I think there's going to be a highly articulated line. And then there's going to be, it's kind of like what Super 7's doing with uh, the ghost figures. You have the three and three quarter ghost figure, but then you also have the ultimate. I don't think the ultimate from Hasbro for the starting lineups is going to be 55 bucks. I think it's going to be like $22.99 or something like that. Okay, I like this idea. I like this idea. So you have like a basic line. Yep. Kind of like what Super 7 does with their baseball, basketball. Yep. In the three and three quarter inch scale. So we get a basic line of that. Keep in mind, Super 7 is about 20 bucks a figure on those. Yeah. Okay. Then you do an ultimate version that's super articulated, comes with accessories, i.e. a basketball, a football, a baseball, a mitt, a bat. Doesn't have to be cloth goods. I'm okay with, with just you know, a sculpted jersey or whatever. Doesn't have to be cloth. But the likeness is way, way more in scale with looking at the guy as opposed to looking at a starting lineup. Correct. Like the sculpts are way better. And you're going to have that higher price point. I could see something like that where it's about 15 bucks for your standard run-of-the-mill starting lineup. Right. And then like 30. Right, it would be like a basic WWE figure versus an Ultimate Edition. Exactly. Now, the caveat is, is I think they're going to test the waters with whatever line. And then depending on how sales are with that initial testing the waters, then they may go into an ultimate, or I shouldn't say ultimate, like a a higher articulated size, or they just go into a retro style size. I don't think you're going to see the stadium series. No. And I don't think you're going to see the 12 inch uh, doll type series. I think you're probably more right on the mark there, Jeff, with what you said that you'll get your run of the mill series that are going to be out 14, 15 bucks a figure more in like the five inch scale. And then you'll have like an ultimate where it's just like the all stars, right? Like the big names. Yeah. Those are the ones. And I could see them being in a box similar to what the 12 inch scale came in. Cause I think they had a gatefold on the front where you, opened it up and then the figure was yes. like on a clear plastic, yes. plastic window. I could see them doing something like that. Yeah. I think that would be later on down the road, but they'll be trying different stuff. Sure. But I, I think initially there's either going to be a retro line. That's going to be kind of an updated look to the starting lineups, or they're going to come out with highly articulated figures. That's going to be like, I hate to say this, but elite style figures that are just highly articulated. Yeah. I could, I could totally see that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. As long as it's not in six inch scale. <laughs> <laughs> the six inch dilemma. <laughs> the six inch dilemma that we have pigeonholed ourselves into. I, <laughs> I blame all the collectors out there, you jerks. We're schmucks. <laughs> we are. <laughs> See, I've got vertigo. I can still think clearly sometimes, Scott. I've had a sore throat for a month and a half. <laughs> the acoustics in this room. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Kind of. Anyways, <laughs> Scott, we do have a nostalgia segment to get into. What do you say? Let's go do it. we get into WWE Elite Series 50 
one. We want everybody to head on over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Over there, you can find every figure ever made over there, WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. But what we want you guys to do is go over into the WWE section, go into the Mattel Main Elite Line section, click on Elite 51, and follow along as Scott reads off this list. So again, WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Scott, we're hitting up WWE Elite Series 51. Go for it. Yes, sir. Mattel WWE Elite Series 51 consisted of AJ Styles with an expression on his face, Jeff, much like the FTC figure. Yep. He had black tights and black gloves, had a removable black vest with a detachable hood. Next up, first time in the line, Berserker. He was in his blue gear with the white fur on his boots, came with a sword, a shield, and a Viking helmet. Next up, Mankind. And he came with bits of removable hair. I'm not going to say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Yeah, don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> it did not come with bits of his removable ear, though. Oh, I like how you threw that in. Good job. Thank you. Next up, Roman Reigns. And he had the blue Roman Reigns logo on his vest. Came packaged with the U.S. title. Next up, Sami Zayn. Was packaged with a cloth goods Sami shirt. And a fedora. Last but certainly not least, Scott Hall. In his Wolfpack colors, came with a black and white NWO shirt, a spray can for spray paint, sunglasses, and Jeff, that rounds out Mattel WWE Elite Series 51. My love for you's a ticking clock berserker. <laughs> I've been waiting to do that. All right, Scott, play the game. How many of these do I have signed? The answer is zero. Uh, you didn't let me guess again. Oh, whoops, my bad. Scott? My bad. Can I guess? Yeah, go for it. Seven. Not even close. There weren't even seven figures in this series. Damn it, I was so close. <laughs> okay, I love the AJ Styles figure. I really do. And we always talked about the earlier AJ figures having a very stoic-looking face. When they threw this expression on, it made AJ Styles figures go to a whole new level. I and agree I, with you. Yes. I wish they would have kept this face on for a longer period of time. I understand you got to change up the expressions. I get it. But this one was so good. The expression on this face was so good. I wish they would have kept it going for a little bit. Yeah. Great, great figure. Actually, this entire series really is awesome. I don't think there's a bad figure in the bunch here. This is a strong assortment from Mattel. A very strong assortment. Um, <laughs> All right, I'm going to make you choose again. Mattel Berserker or Hasbro Berserker? This one is easy, dude. It's actually the Mattel. I like that they went different from the, the Hasbro because the Hasbro had the brown and right. that came with the soft goods shirt. This one I love the because he was in blue. He had the fur on his boots. Not only that, three accessories, sword, helmet, shield. This one wins. I'm, I'm going to lean towards the Hasbro just for the cloth vest that came with John Nord. Okay, yeah, this one is different because everything is molded on him, so... Just for the cloth, I'm going to go the Hasbro. However, I'm going to go back to expressions on faces. The expression on his face in this figure was fantastic. Agree. And it's not that I'm knocking this figure that I chose the Hasbro. This was a beautiful-looking figure. Yep. 
it just came down to a cloth accessory over molded. So, but there's nothing wrong with this figure. This figure is just damn near perfect. Very underrated figure. Yeah, highly underrated. I agree with you. Uh, Mankind removable hair. That's fantastic. It's so crazy that they did that accessory because you would always pull out bits of hair. Like you would never think to include that with the figure, but they did it here. Okay, so so we're not loose collectors. So I need to ask, was the hair able to be placed back in his head? Oh, good question. Asking that to the listeners. You guys fill us in. We do have some eBay listings to go over. AJ Styles with the black vest with the detachable hood. Last sold eBay listing April 5th for $19.99, which was a buy it now. Berserker with the... John Nord Sword, Shield, <laughs> Viking Helmet. <laughs> uh, last sold eBay listing, February 6th for $21.50 for, on seven bids. I th- thought that would be a little bit higher, actually. Agree. Yeah, I thought it would have been higher as well. Speaking of high prices, Mankind with the removable hair. Last sold eBay listing was actually yesterday, April 20th, for $79.98, which was a buy it now. Damn, 80 bucks for a Mankind figure. That's crazy. I know, dude. So many Mankind figures, uh, but I guess this one with the removable hair just put it over. That's the icing on the cake. Roman Reigns with the U.S. title last sold eBay listing March 24th for $27 on one bid. Sami Zayn with that Sami Zayn shirt where he was kind of doing a thrash dance. Uh, Fedora last sold eBay listing April 9th for $15.99, which was also a buy it now. Scott Hall with the Wolfpack colors, black and white NWO shirt, spray can, sunglasses. Last sold eBay listing April 14th for $85.99. There was one that also sold on April 14th, which was autographed for $299.99. Wow. 300 bucks for a signature, huh? Yep. I wonder if the market is stabilized on his figures. I don't know. We'll have to check that out. But according to this Elite 51, I don't think it has. No, at least not for his autographs. That's no. that's pretty outrageous. But again, you can't really fault somebody for buying that. I'll, I'm not going to say anything about the sellers, but if somebody really, really is a huge Scott Hall fan and they never were able to meet him to get a signature and you see one of these autographed now, and it's one of those you have that that regret of never getting a signature, can't fault somebody for spending the money to buy one. Absolutely not. All right, Scott, favorite figure in the series? Oof, man. Th- you know what? This is one of the stronger elite assortments that they've done. Top to bottom, this is very, very strong. Every figure is outstanding. Gotta pick one. I'm going Berserker. Mine too. I agree with you. I love that Scott Hall, but that Berserker is just so outstanding. And again, I love that they went with the blue. You were used to seeing him on TV in the brown, but every once in a while, he'd come out with that blue outfit. it kind of throw you off a little bit. That's where Mattel went with this one, and I dig that choice. My love for you. Just kidding. (laughs) Jeff, metal face. (laughs) All right. You guys know what movie that's from. You better. (laughs) Scott, we're going to have a fun game of commercials coming up next. What you say? Let's go watch them. After these messages, we'll be right back. Big Mac's at my house. I'll bring my guys. You have yours. I got junkyard dog. It's World Wrestling Federation superstars. I've got Brutus Beefcake. Here's Jordan and Steel. I've got Great Gamer Valentine. Ricky the Dragon Steel. They're so real. And Rowdy Rock Piper. Can you tell the difference? No! No! 
superstars. They're for real. Each sold separately from LJN. Yeah. The commercial you just heard, if you guys go onto YouTube and type in WWF Wrestling Superstars TV toy commercial, TV ad, TV spot, LJN 1986. This is actually my favorite commercial out of all the WWF LJN commercials. And why is that? So the best part is, is the way Brutus Beefcake jumps into camera shot and just kind of the way he runs his hands through his hair is so creepy. But it's like, I'm just trying to play with your action figure, dude. I didn't ask for you to be behind me. It is so creepy, but it's so funny. That's my favorite commercial all because of the way Brutus Beefcake jumps into shot. And I love it. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) (laughs) so let's run down the commercial. Vince McMahon's doing the narration. There are two kids. They're in a locker room and all of a sudden they just start like bickering with each other. And they're like, I'll bring my guys. You bring yours. There's going to be a rumble. Uh, dude, a gang fight's about to break out. Yeah, exactly. Michael Jackson walks in, beat it, starts playing. What? Oh, sorry. I was watching something else. That's a different LJN commercial. Anyways. Right, yes. <laughs> but these kids, instead of like bringing friends to a fight and this huge fight about to bring it, break out. They bring their wrestling figures, and I'm here for it. So anyways. That's how we solved our problems back in the day. I know, I know. But you know what's funny, dude, is you can never play with someone wrestling figures because, you know, you guys would grapple, and you guys would kind of just hit each other in the face. You know, we didn't know about calling spots or anything like that. Nor would we ever talk about who was going to go over. Exactly, exactly. So it's like, who's stronger and can just, like, press the other one down into the mat? we never played wrestling figures with anybody else. It was always by ourselves because it was, you know, we could book our own matches. We could set up our own storylines, which we never did. We, you know, we, (laughs) we controlled the narrative, not the, not the new EC3 and Bond Strowman thing, but we controlled our own narrative with our wrestling figures. (laughs) The less we say about that CYN, the better. Let's just leave that alone. Okay. I got Although they do have great taste in fast food. They did hit up a Taco Bell. Oh, did they? I believe so. I believe that's where one of their videos took place. So they got that going for them. Okay. All right. Not much else, but they got that. The other thing I love about this video is they introduce a lot of the guys. So it's like, I've got Junkyard Dog and Junkyard Dog has got the chain. He jumps in, you know, and one thing that I always go back to is Nate brought a great point up the first time we did commercials. The wrestlers were these kids' imaginations. Yes. And when Nate said that, my mind was blown. Because it was like, holy crap, he's right. Like, wait, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, the male stripper character, is not jumping into frame behind his child? (laughs) This is not happening? Didn't you guys on Drunk Wrestling History make fun of the Brutus stripper character? Uh, Not just the character itself, but the little skit that they did inside of a strip club. That's right. That's right. I remember that now. Brutus was walking around that place barefoot. Who (laughs) walks around a strip club barefoot? Good point. The strippers don't even walk around barefoot. They keep shoes on. That's a huge hazard. I would never do that, dude. Ever. What are you going to take home on your... No. No, thank you, sir. I got athlete's foot from walking around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. (laughs) Anyways. So then at the end, all the wrestlers jump into a ring or get into a ring. The whole commercial wrapped up in 30 seconds, whatever it may be. 
is just fantastic. It's my favorite LJN commercial that they did. The Hasbro commercials were great as well, but when I talk about LJN commercials, this one is top of the line for me. Macho Man's second where he opens up the robe. We'll talk about that one then another time. But this commercial is hands down my favorite LJN commercial, and I'm glad we're doing it tonight. It's so good. It's so, I had actually kind of forgotten about this one, and then you showed it to me, and I was oh, yeah, we got to talk about this. Yeah. So what did you love about it, dude? Does it, like, do you remember watching this on Saturday mornings? I do remember seeing it. I loved all of the LJN commercials. Some I remember a little bit more than others, specifically the Macho Man robe where he opens it up and it's all his figures. Right. Um, what I like about this one specifically is the Ricky the Dragon steamboat in the red and the black. Yep. Which we never got. We were supposed to. They showed him on the back of the LJN card. The finished product was in all black. Yep. The junkyard dog figure that is shown obviously is the one we got, but the junkyard dog that jumps into frame, white tights. And let's not forget the Brutus Beefcake where he jumps in with the yellow tights, a la his Mattel Elite Legends. Exactly. Yeah, but we all know the finished product from LJN was like that purpley pink and black. Yep. I love it. The house in the back is very 80s. It's got like wallpaper. It's got like wallpaper and stuff. Oh, totally. Uh, Yeah, That's, that's an 80s house. They all have wallpaper. And the George Steele looks very familiar. I'm just saying. Like somebody might have him in their collection? I'm just saying. The one that was in the commercial, maybe? I'm just saying. Whoever this kid actor was that had no idea who George the Animal Steele was is holding my figure. Get your hands off my figure, dude. Hands off the merchandise. Hands off my prototype, jerk. Jeff didn't share his toys. No, I didn't. I bit the fingers off and stole Scott's. Yeah, he wanted to chew his own figures in peace. Leave him alone. <laughs> oh, it used to drive you nuts that I did that. I still hate that. <laughs> one one other thing I like about this is when George the Animal Steel jumps into the frame, he has the turnbuckle and he shreds open the turnbuckle and the turnbuckle just goes flying. Like the padding inside, the popcorn type stuff. Yes, goes flying everywhere dude such a such a great commercial so well done and it was all in 30 seconds yep yep so good and it it screams 80s it's all in your face and the wrestlers it's just it's so gold yeah they show all the guys getting in the ring (laughs) except george the animal steel he just throws the uh turnbuckle pads yeah he'll attack from the apron but then you notice that at the very end the kids are sitting there playing figures and all the wrestlers surround them in real life. And that's when the kids start to notice them. They're like, oh, wait a second. These guys are real. Holy crap. Get away from us. You know? Yeah. Mom. (laughs) Why'd you let them in? (laughs) So anyways, that's a fun little commercial thing I wanted to do. And I, I wanted to get that out of the way. I love it. It's just, it's great memories of watching those too, because back then there was no internet. So you found out about new figures either by just randomly coming across them at the store or by watching commercials. And then you found it because at the end of the commercial, it's a ring full of figures, like new ones that were coming out. And so that's, and there was no pause button back in the day. So you had to hope that commercial got replayed so that you could find the new figures that were coming out. Yeah. And that rounds out commercials as well as the show. We want everybody to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. Of course, if you are in the hunt for carded or loose figures for LJN's Gloobs, Hasbro's Just Toys Bendoms, Defining Moments, and Retros. If you're in the hunt for any of those figures and you want the fair market value, head on over to WrestlingToyTracker.com to get those values. Again, WrestlingToyTracker.com. 
Com, as well as our podcasting buddies we want you guys to check out. You got Breaker and Bane, of course, leading off our roll call of our buddies. Over at Breaker and Bane, they do movie talk, retro talk. They've got all the talks going on, and they're having a fun showdown going on on Nickelodeon shows as well. So check that out, as well as TB Toycast with Travis and Breaker, as well as, you know, it's fake, right? Where he had on rant with ants scott oh excellent is rant with Ant back in the podcast game he's back in the game dude good for him good for him one of the greats i will say that love ant great dude beautiful family i'm glad he's back to the podcast game 100 percent. also check out doing the favor over at doingthefavor.com. you can check out all of their past shows but you can also check out the SKUs and upcs that link up to brickseek and Popfinder. again doingthefavor.com ppw podcast they just did their 1993 king of the ring episode and it was great nice steve and eric did a phenomenal phenomenal job covering the 1993 king of the ring which i talked about which was close to a perfect show except for a couple of unperfect matches i guess you could say but anyways it happens it does it does so again check out ppw podcast check out the chick foley show as well with our buddies Seth, Sheena, and Marco. I'm not forgetting them this week. We got Justin from Wrestling Cheers. You got RJ over at Ringside Rant as well as Reffing It Up with Brian Hebner. You got Marty and Rucker doing Boot to the Face. You got Tim pulling up a chair with the Fig Life. And Scott, what you got for Drunk Wrestling History this week? Yes, give us a follow on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. Eddie runs that Twitter machine over there. And this past week... The episode that we dropped on Friday was what if WrestleMania one failed? So we kind of go through a what if scenario had WrestleMania one not succeeded. Where would the wrestling world be today? What would the landscape look like? We cover all of that. In addition to having quite a few drinks, check us out anywhere you download your podcasts at because we're drunk wrestling history. We're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. If WrestleMania one failed, the LJN line would not have continued. Yeah, to say the least, yeah. The Fully Posable Wrestling Figure podcast would not have come to existence. No, it would not. And there would not be a Toys That Made Us Wrestling Figures episode. In which the Fully Posable podcast was on. Thanks to the listeners. Definitely thanks to the listeners. So instead, we would be talking about nostalgia. So this show would be called retroposable of the 80s <laughs> no that doesn't roll off the tongue yeah I, <laughs> I was gonna say yeah that's that's a little clunky coming off the tongue there <laughs> you know what's gonna be clunky going off the tongue in two weeks three weeks mexican pizzas yes yes <laughs> i cannot wait and it's gonna be chunky coming out i'll tell you <laughs> oh the corn tortilla hurts <laughs> <laughs> Why does it come out in big pieces like that? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so NWA might still... The territories might be back in existence, I guess. Well, you got to listen. See what we say. No, I'm I'm talking about what I would say. Oh, so, okay, okay. So you're you're doing the episode now. So WWF would not be as mainstream. So you so, think that they'd continue? They wouldn't completely go under? No, they wouldn't go completely under, but I don't. I think they would probably be back in the territory days. Okay. I do think that someone, and I don't know who that one would be, 
would try to nationalize it like Vince McMahon ended up doing. Because maybe they saw the writing on the wall, like what Vince was trying to do with one. And yes. maybe they tried it a couple years later. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so I think that we would be in the same, almost the same scenario we are in now as products are now national. But I think the independence would have gone on a little bit longer. And it could have been Ganya, Vern Ganya, who tried to nationalize it. It could be Ted Turner, Crockett, Ted Turner. So, yeah. But the LJN line would not have continued. The Hasbros might have come into existence, but. The but LG- maybe not with WWF. Correct. They might have gone somewhere else. Maybe the AWA. So instead of an OSFTM Vader, you would have had a Hasbro Leon White. And a very, very early Scott Steiner. Yes, exactly. That's correct. God, I love when that guy gets a live mic. So good. (laughs) (laughs) Can be dangerous. (laughs) All right. Check out Drunk Wrestling History this past Friday. Also, Marty and Sarah love wrestling. We will be on their Patreon here shortly. So keep an eye out for that. Sign up for Marty and Sarah love wrestling Patreon, as well as Ryan Buds does trivia. Buds, Scott, roll call. Yes, going to throw it out to the great, the amazing, the super talented Jason Wolf. Check out his website, doyledraws.com. That's D-O-Y-L-E draws.com. Get in touch with the man himself. Commission some artwork. Check out his pieces that he's done. Check out his custom chop shop. Dude does amazing custom Hasbros. Again, Jason Wolf over at doyledraws.com. And Jeff, again, I'm going to throw it out to Bane's Beard Products, outsidersbeardco.com. Check out all of the amazing waxes and oils that you want to put in your beard to keep it smelling nice and looking clean. Do not allow your beard hairs to smell like your butt hairs. Outsidersbeardco.com. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. I don't want my beard hair smelling like my butt hairs. You don't have any beard hairs. Eh, I got stubble. Really? It's like when, uh, when Beavis cut off his hair. (laughs) <laughs> and glued it to his face. I think we made that joke when I was on Toys That Made Us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never not going to use that joke because it's a funny visual to me every time. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I think I think we covered all the butt hairs, Mexican pizzas, and starting lineup talk that we could do in one show. So, Scott, we'll <laughs> round it out there for episode 327. Anything else? Stay safe. Stay healthy, fig life since 2016, and happy toy hunting. I want to thank all the listeners for not having their beard hairs smell like their butt hairs. <laughs> and for listening to episode 327, hashtag fig life. Adios. <laughs>